and welcome to Caught My Ear. This is a music podcast where two music-obsessed mates have a chat about the music that they've been listening to this week, as well as some news. You are listening to episode 21. My name is Vivian. My name is Maddie. And we're going to go straight into our news segment. So, Maddie, what's our first story? So, our first story is um, a bit of an interesting one. So, this is coming from Pedestrian TV by Matt Galea. So it says, Lady Gaga threatened with multi-million dollar lawsuit over allegedly ripping off Shallow. Ooh. Yeah, big, big claims here. So, on the six-month anniversary of Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper performing Shallow at the Oscars and the one-year anniversary of them kicking off their unforgettable A Star Is Born promo tour, the singers are being threatened with a multi-million dollar lawsuit. Page 6 reports that some bloke by the name of Steve Ronson claims that Gaga stole the melody of her A Star Is Born hit from his seven-year-old SoundCloud song called Always. The publication adds that prior to their report, the song had about 300 streams in total, but now has oodles more, albeit mostly from Angry Little Monsters, (laughs) in brackets Lady Gaga stands, who flooded the comments section with furious remarks until Ronson disabled commenting. Although the lyrics to both songs are totally different, Ronson is basing his claim on three notes of the hook, G, A, and B for the musically inclined. Gaga's legal team refuted the case by stating that this note progression is extremely common in music dating back centuries. Yeah, see, straight up, I'm going to say, if that's what he's basing it off, mm. that's a weak claim. I definitely have to listen yeah. to his, like, to see how similar it is. For before. sure. But, but if it's three notes... It's kind of like... It's a bit of a stretch. It is a bit of a stretch. You've only got, what, like, eight and then sharps and flats to pick from. Exactly. Like, exactly. There's come on. bound to be overlaps <laughs> in so many different ways. It is such a grey area, though, isn't it? Yeah, like, definitely. There's such a fine line between, you know, like, ripping off someone's riff or definitely. hook or whatever. Like, But it's... I think there's a big difference when... You know, when you look at cases between the Rolling Stones and the Verve with Bittersweet Symphony, they mm. actually took that intro. Yeah. And just, co- it's like a copy and paste sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. Where there's no, like, manipulation and whatnot. Yeah. Whereas with notes, it's I feel like it's less of a, you know, you've got less of a foot to stand on. Because yeah. Because it's like, well, anyone can, like... I mean, you can put those three notes together in any Exactly. Order and, yeah. Know. Yeah, so it's bound to like we've been making music for exactly literally since the beginning of time. Yes, you're not so the only I person think... <laughs> who put those three notes together <laughs> in that order. Yes, like, exactly. Mm. I don't know how that's gonna go, but I mean, I have a feeling he's not gonna he's not gonna win that one. Mm. It only had plus it only had three hundred streams mm. before it happened. Yeah, so the chance of Lady Gaga mm. finding his song to rip it off yep. is also another stretch. Exactly. Like, who trails through SoundCloud and goes, hmm, I'm going to find a song to base my new hit off. Exactly, like, yeah. You would just write your own. Like, mm. she's an extremely competent songwriter in her own right. She's not going to be, like, actively looking for other people's music to copy. Yeah, for sure. I don't know. That's where I stand on the situation. Mm. I may be wrong. Who knows? Yes. We'll see what happens, but we will definitely bring you any updates if there are any. Yes, definitely. Um, so we'll head on to our next news item, Vivian. Yes. So this one is, I mean, it's music related, but not really. At the it's same mainly <laughs> just 
something of interest to Vivian. Yes, <laughs> I find this very interesting. So, Funko Pop asks, actually, so this is coming from N- NME, written by Elizabeth Al- Aubrey, and it says, Funko Pop are releasing a new Marilyn Manson collectible. <laughs> that sentence in itself is a lot to take in. I'm definitely going to be buying this, just saying. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so... It says, Funko Pop are releasing a new Marilyn Manson collectible next year. It was announced yesterday, August 16th. Sharing a picture of the doll online, Funko Pop announced that the collectible would be available in February 2020. Quote, hey, you, what do you see? Something beautiful, something free. That's a quote from one of his songs. Okay. Funko wrote on social media, celebrate singer, songwriter, actor, record producer, visual artist, and author Marilyn Manson with a Pop Marilyn collectible. So... Very short and sweet story, but I love this. <laughs> I'm so excited. How many of those collectibles have you got already? Oh, that's a good question. I feel like, because I put them at the top of my bed. I was literally going to say, do you put them on your bed? Yes. And you do. I yes. knew it. Oh my God. <laughs> and it's honestly... This one's going to be front and center. Yeah. I don't have enough, like that much space left. So, I mean, look, Funko Pops are just such cool little novelty things. Like, I know that... Some people will look at them and they're like, oh, why would you spend money on something like that? Because I know my parents have told me that exact same thing. How many disapproving looks have you got every time you bring one home? Literally, yeah. So, you know, but I think, you know, everyone has their own weird thing that they like to collect. And I think, you know, Funko Pop, they've hit the jackpot. Oh, yeah. With so many different things that they've made, but... Yes, Marilyn Manson. Next, uh, it's gonna be next to my collection, February twenty twenty. Can't wait for that. I'm as soon as you get it, you need to send me a photo. And oh, it's I going will. up on the Instagram asap. I'm yes. Oh my gosh, yes. Oh, that would be so good. Yes. Oh dear. Anyway, what's our last news story, Maddie? Our last one um, is a bit of a fun one. So this is an article coming from Music Feeds by Alison Gallagher. So it says. Paul Kelly is bringing back the Making Gravy tour with Courtney Barnett, Kate Miller-Heike, and more. That we're, few, we're but a few months out from the gravy season, mates, and Christmas has come early this year. Songwriter and Australian institution Paul Kelly has announced his popular Making Gravy concert series will return this December, kicking off festivities with stops in Perth, Melbourne, and Sydney before wrapping up on Gravy Day itself, the 21st, in Brisbane. And once again, he's bringing some extra special guests along with him. Guitar hero Courtney Barnett, Kate Miller-Heidke, and New Zealand songwriter Marlon Williams will join the iconic songwriter on all legs of the tour with Thelma Plum, who released brilliant debut album last month, opening the concert in Sydney. The Making Gravy series is now in its third year, featuring music across Kelly's extensive back catalogue of songs like To Her Door, Dumb Things, and From Little Things, Big Things Grow. So Making Gravy Tour is back. I'm keen. I kind of want to go this year. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I I I'm, don't listen to Paul Kelly. Um, now that is a disgrace. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. Are you are you even an Australian? Can you call yourself an Australian? Look, I don't know. I don't know, Maddie. My mum is gonna be so disappointed <laughs> in you. Yes, I know. <laughs> it's um, it's weird because I didn't really. When you read this story to me, I was like, oh. Cool. Vivian had no idea what Gravy Day was. I didn't. I'm sorry. She didn't even know there was a song. Sorry, I didn't. How to make gravy? I'm sorry. Really sad. Yeah, but you all need to like spam the comments. Yes, <laughs> roast me. How disappointing she is. <laughs> I'm expecting some good roasts in there. Um, yeah, 
I think it's pretty cool though. He's he's such an Australian icon. And plus Kate Miller Heike. I just yeah. I would just go for Kate Miller Heike as well. I would go for Courtney Barnett. She's she's amazing. Oh yeah. She's such an amazing performer. Such legends. And I'm surprised about Thelma Plum. Yeah, that's a bit of, of all people. Yeah, it's a bit weird to me in ter- because it's like you don't really I mean Poor Kelly Thelma Plum. It's like, mm, yeah. Do they but he's relate? been getting, like, recently, like, he's getting, you know, added to a lot of, like, festival lineups. Yeah, and like, like, random. I feel lineups. like a lot of festivals, like, are getting on this sort of, like, we'll pick, like, some random Australian icon from a couple of decades uh, ago yes. and chuck him in for, like, the icon factor. Yeah, yeah. And, like, the meme ability of it all. That's actually a very good point. Because then, you know, last week we talked about Fools and John Farnham's going to exactly, be Exactly, John like, Farnham. And then, like, Daryl Braithwaite's been invited to, like, other ones. Yeah. And, like, it's just Just for them to lot. sing their iconic like, songs. Like, one song, everyone gets a video for it for their yeah. Instagram story, and then they all go home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I would say that's probably on very on point there, Maddie. It's very interesting. It. I'm going to investigate that more. Yeah, Because that's very interesting. But, yeah, Paul Kelly is back with the Making Gravy Tour. Which is exciting. Very exciting. Um, that's all we have for our news segment. Um, so we'll, before we move on to um, all of our songs, I will encourage you to pause the podcast and go down to the description where we have our Spotify and YouTube playlists. There um, we've put all of the songs that we're going to chat about this week. So you can have a listen to them before we chat and you'll know what we're talking about. So we'll start off with Song of the Week. Yes. So my Song of the Week this week is Stay Away by Muna. Um, so they're an American like pop rock trio. Um, I've been a fan of them for years now. They, they have this very interesting, quirky sort of vibe to them that um, I'm really drawn to. So this song, it's their latest song that they've released, and it's definitely their most upbeat poppy kind yeah. of song I would say okay. um, because their last uh, album was very sort of um, it, it had pop elements but it was definitely more sort of on the indie rock side like it was very um, there was a lot of sort of ballads in there but also like I guess there were some upbeat songs but not to this extent because yeah, right, okay. this song it's really really interesting I'm, I'm a big fan of the verse, the verses in this chorus, and mm-hmm. the, and the build up towards the end because it's it's talking about um, in the lyrics, it's talking about how when you recognize something's wrong in your life, you need to make that change and you need to put in the right steps in order to better yourself and improve okay, yourself. Yeah. So it's such a different kind of concept. That's so deep. Yeah, like and <laughs> yeah. like self reflective. I know, which is why I really like it because it's you know she's. It's just like, wow, you're, you know, you're thinking about all these things about yourself and then you put it into a song. It's like a therapy session. Yeah, yeah. Which is, <laughs> it's just, that was really refreshing to me because I was like, wow, you don't really hear this kind of stuff anywhere. Mm. Um, so I really like that. Um, but in terms of the musical elements, it, in the verses, it starts real. it's sort of like, I'm also focusing on the lyrics because she's telling this story. But then when it gets into the chorus, that's it's there's like this kind of drop, I guess. Okay, yeah. Um, where it's just saying like stay away and there's like these really heavy percussive elements and then you've got like these really, really cool synths coming in. And it's like very upbeat, you dance to it, mm. it's a bop. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, for me, I'm just 
I'm really drawn to the lyrics of this one because after like the second chorus, it goes into the build up, and she's so passionate in this top in this topic, which I find so interesting because mm. you can tell that she is so um, like she can see these things within herself, and it's she's, like she's so desperate to change. Yeah, yeah, which is really cool. Um, and yeah, like I've always been a fan of artists that are so open and are so self-reflective in their music um absolutely so yeah it's it's a bit of an interesting one uh definitely check this one out so it's stay away by yuna so maddie what's your song of the week so my song of the week is too close by lewis the child featuring rabel so i've talked about rabel on the podcast before I am a huge fan of his stuff, but this one, so that he's featuring on a Lewis the Child track, and I hadn't really heard much of Lewis the Child before this, like, I hadn't really, like, delved into any of his music, really, but it kind of just sounds like a typical Rebel track without, like, a lot of the production, because it sounds like something that his voice would fit into really well. So, like, overall, the cohesiveness of this song is really, really good. Um, But in terms of the actual song itself, it's about, like, these two people he's talking about, they've been friends forever, and everyone jokes that, you know, they're, like, boyfriend and girlfriend type thing, but, you know, they're just, like, best friends, and he's, you know, been wanting to say how much, like, he loves this other girl, but, you know, they're, like, too close to be, like, to actually go into a relationship, and... Yeah, it's very... Um, that's also very different. Like, you don't... Yeah. That's such a different kind of way of approaching a song about, you know, being in love with someone. Yeah, because the chorus is like, you know, like, we're too close. Um, how can I... How can I be a friend when I want to be your lover? Oh. And that's, like, the, the hook of the whole thing. Yeah. And it's got this really cool... It's a very, um, like, bouncy mm. chorus. Like, the way that um, the sort of like synth elements like they like hit the notes to sort of like slide up it's a lot of this like bouncy effect and the one thing that I really like about it is that no verse or chorus is like the same I feel like there's a tendency in sort of like electronically based music you get like a lot of repetition and a lot of like similarity when things and nothing really changes except they just like maybe add mm, an like instrument here and, and there yeah, yeah yeah a lot of copy and paste stuff but with this one it's like there's different sort of i won't say like vibes to it because it still is like a cohesive song but there's a lot of like range mm. and like diverse sort of feels i guess to like each different section and you can sort of like tell that throughout and you can sort of focus on mm. the story as well as you know the interesting like yeah bop that it is because it is a really enjoyable song to listen to mm. um but yeah it's a really cool um oh, subject awesome. matter i think so yeah rebel and lewis the child uh with their song too close that is my song of the week nice uh, we'll head into Under a Rock now. So my Under a Rock is a song called Queen of Diamonds by Tom O'Dell. So when Vivian told me that she actually loves Tom O'Dell. I love him so much. She was so shocked that I'd never listened to his songs before. I really was. And this is the exact reason that we <laughs> wanted to do Under a Rock. Because there are so many artists out there that like have 
ridiculous followings and yeah. but you may have just never stumbled across them and tom odell is one of those so vivian wasn't actually the person who recommended tom odell to me it mm. was my friend shannon so shout out to shannon um she was like how have you not heard of this guy is exactly your type of singer mm-hmm. listen to him please so this song queen of diamonds is a lot it's like a piano led ballad it's basically just piano and vocals the whole time mm-hmm. and it is gorgeous when i tell you his <laughs> voice is amazing it is so so cool he's got like it's not like your typical like no. acoustic-y folk like voice but at the same time it just like sounds mm. like familiar yeah he and has like a really comforting. unconventional voice yeah yeah yeah. Um, when when Maddie was like, Oh, I'm gonna talk about Tom O'Dell, I was I was just so shocked because <laughs> Tom O'Dell is so within Maddie's tastes. Yeah. Like it, it for me I was just like, What? Like You've why? never heard of him? Like what is your what problem? Is happening? <laughs> where no. have you been? Yeah. <laughs> Literally under a rock. That's exactly where I've been, under a rock. Um, but yeah, there's like because I've only, at the moment, I've only listened to his album Jubilee Road. Yeah. Um, which is, like, his latest album, I believe. It mm-hmm. was released, like, last year. Um, so I haven't ventured out from there yet. But my favourite tracks from from the Jubilee Road album are Wedding Day. Oh, my God. That is... So pretty. So emotional. Yeah. Oh, my God. I love it. So um, good. And then completely different on the other end of the spectrum is Go Tell Her Now. Yeah. That is like an upbeat bop if there ever was Yeah, one. which like, is really interesting because when you do listen to his old, like, older albums, um, his second album especially is when he ventured into, like, because a lot of his first album was the piano-based sort okay. of ballads yeah. focused on that. Second album, he kind of ventured into maybe sort of bringing a lot more percussive elements in. Mm-hmm. And then with this album, he completely, like, it's almost like he's found, like, a, a sweet spot where he can have those piano, like, sort of bass yeah, songs. Yeah, right. But then also um, experience that other side okay. of himself. So Interesting. Yeah. I like that. The history of <laughs> Tom O'Dell. Yep. <laughs> Love that. Um, there's also one that um, Shannon was dying to show me and it's um a live version of i know oh yes and um like in it because it's like like recorded live as a concert and you can hear there's a section where he like doesn't sing and he lets the audience like the audience sing and like this call and response thing and it's so cool um but yeah tom odell is now my new um artist that i need to like binge i'm so excited to talk more about him with so you yeah definitely a good one. <laughs> but yeah. yeah queen of diamonds is this gorgeous piano ballad amazing vocals mm. like i can't tell you how much i love his voice right now so yes. that is my under a rock what have you got this week for your under a rock bit so my under a rock this week is playing games by anna of the north so this this was one of the times where um, this song came up on my release radar on Spotify, and I listened to it, really loved it, and then I ventured into her other stuff, I listened to her first album, and I was just like, oh my gosh, where has she been <laughs> my entire <laughs> life? <laughs> I loved every single song in that album, and I just love it when that happens, when you find an artist like that, and similar to Tom O'Dell, you just love yeah. everything you hear from them. 
Um, so Anna of the North, really interesting artist. She was born in Norway, Ooh, which is really cool. Very um, cool. Didn't pick that up at all while I was listening to her. And then she moved to Australia, to Melbourne, and she met a producer, and then they sort of created this project together, which is really cool. But this song, it's very... How do I say? It's very upbeat. Okay. But chill. <laughs> and that is I as descriptive that. as I can get. No, I'm joking. Um, in, it's upbeat in the sense that when it starts, it has this really subtle drum beat going through and it just keeps driving the song. But it's so subtle that it's actually slowly... Um, I guess fading in as the mm. song comes through, which is really cool. I thought that was a really it's cool. It's like effect. a pulsating. Yeah, it's like thing. a pulsating yeah. thing, which is really cool. I love that effect. Um, but the guitar in this song as well. There's some really cool effects on these guitars coming through, and they really shine. With you know, guitars, my favorite thing. <laughs> every time, every time I listen to a song, I listen out for the guitar. Obviously. Um, but my favorite part about this song in particular, well, probably honestly about her is her vocals. They're so interesting. And mm. it's funny because when I first listened, I picked up on her vocals. They're so delicate and soft. But when I found out she was from Norway, I was kind of like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's like a weird similarity to like, yeah, like that Scandinavian. Voices. Yeah, exactly. And as soon as I, I was like, oh, okay, that makes so much sense now. Um, but like I said, I didn't pick up on that before. So yeah, yeah, which, that was really cool. Um, but yeah, I'm such a, I'm such a big fan of her, and she does these really cool, like, not so much in this song, but in her other songs that I've listened to, she does these really cool vocal effects. And I was looking, um, I was looking through her history and some of the people she's collaborated with, like she's collaborated collaborated with Kygo. Um, oh wow. She was on a G Easy song, which I was what? like, whoa. <laughs> Since when? Yeah. Oh my God, okay. Which was which was interesting, I thought. Um and I actually listened to that song which I was like, oh okay, this is actually it's totally different though from my other stuff. Like, yeah, right. Yeah. I didn't think it was like the same person, which was pretty interesting. So she's definitely very versatile. But, um, yeah, definitely check this one out, Playing Games by Anna of the North. So that brings us to the end of Under a Rock, and now we're going to go into Caught My Ear, and I'll start us off. So my Caught My Ear this week is Swing by Sophie Tucker. So they're an American EDM duo, um, which, you know, just saying that I'm not into that kind of music (laughs) at all. Which is why this is my caught my ear, because it's very interesting. Um, but they are probably known for their uh, Grammy-nominated song, Drinky, um, for people who might know that song in the EDM scene. Yeah, that's gone right <laughs> over my head, so... <laughs> yeah, because I was talking to my sister about this song, and I mentioned the artist, and I was like, they did Drinky? She's like, oh yeah, I really like that song. I was like, okay, yeah, this is your kind of song. Yeah. <laughs> Not Her me, kind of music. we'll move on now. Exactly. Um... But this song is really interesting because it is an EDM song, but it's not. There's not a lot of electronic elements in this, really. Yeah. Perhaps the main electronic element is sort of the drum and bass underneath. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That happens in the quote drop, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but this is really cool because it starts out with these really dramatic strings. Oh, yeah. 
And you think you know where the song is going. You're like, okay, this is going to be some epic, dramatic, like, ooh, where's this? Like, that's going to be the shining element, the yeah. strings. And then it goes straight into the vocals, which are in Portuguese. Of all languages. Of all languages. Portuguese. And the strings are gone, and it goes into the drum and bass, and it's really, it's a really interesting rhythm um, because it's so driving, and it really focuses on the vocals. Now, I did a little bit of research, and the in Portuguese, the song is actually talking about words. Like, as yeah, like in, a literal translation yes, is talking about words. Exactly. and But it sounds really interesting in Portuguese because there's a lot of alliteration, and it, it rhymes quite a bit in every single line, and the rhythm of how they say each word is really interesting. It sounds really cool. Yeah, yeah, it fits so well. Exactly. Within, like, the phrasing and stuff. Exactly, yeah. and that's the main focus of the song because when you look at the literal English translation, it doesn't it's make a sense. Mess. It looks weird and <laughs> you can't, like, it, when you say it, it's like, well, what? Like, you couldn't, you know. Yeah, Vivian was reading it out to me and I was like, is this some weird, like, abstract poem? Yeah. Like, what is going on? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. But it's just the way that they've, you know, they've taken actual singing, but not so much to be focused on the lyrics. They just liked the sound of the alliteration of the rhyming. So they chose that to be the focus. And I thought that was such a cool mm, thing. Yeah. Such an interesting technique um, that, you know, I've never really come across before. And it just sounds so cool. Like, yeah, it's what? really refreshing to listen to, to like hear something that one isn't in English. Yeah, for but sure. But also is so like... it's like it adds a lot of like texture yeah definitely which is really cool yeah it's something that you don't hear a lot in that type of music i guess and you know having that like portuguese language in Mm. there it's just yeah i think makes you listen a lot more than you normally probably would i guess yeah definitely so that is my call to my ear this week swing by sophie tucker so maddie what caught your ear what caught my ear this week <laughs> is um, a song called Killing Time by the Kite String Tangle featuring Elliot. So I talked about Elliot last week um, and she's back again in full swing. <laughs> um, so this song is very interesting because so it was released a couple of months ago and I heard the acoustic version first mm-hmm. and I adore the acoustic version. It is amazingly glorious and it's like piano, strings, fantastic vocals. Again, mm. I raved about how much I love Elliot's voice last week. So listen to that episode to hear my five minutes on her. <laughs> um, but yeah, also like the Kite String Tangle, I had heard the name floating around mm-hmm. um, before and I knew they were like quite popular. I didn't realise they were from Brisbane, first that, of all. Very cool. That was really cool. Um, and I also, I did a bit of digging because I'd never really heard much from him before. And apparently he released an album with the Symphony Orchestra. Yeah, that's so cool. Which is rad. That's so like, awesome. That's so awesome. But yeah, so he was sort of like the main like producer of the song and we've got Elliot's vocals doing most of the legwork. But I listened to the original and the production in the original is so strange. Mm. Like it's not like really melodic in any way like we've got like the glorious like melody line floating over it but the backing behind when it gets to the chorus is really sort of off-putting um 
Because, like, the one thing that I noticed first was, like, there's this weird crackle sound, like, that happens. It's, like, this weird, like, crinkling, like, it sort of sounds like you're crunching up alfoil. Yeah. Kind of. It does. It's odd. And then there's also, like, these weird sort of, like, foghorny type things, Mm. like, really, like, really low bass, um, like, slides and weird things that they sort of put in. But it doesn't distract from, like, the main, you know, like, the actual melodic content of the song. Because mm. it's a really pretty song to listen to. It's very pretty. And, like, there's still, you know, like, it's not um, this, like, warbling, like, weird sounding thing. Like, it still, you know, has, like, a flow and it, like, you know, it still has this sort of driving throughout it um, that it doesn't, like, get, like, laggy mm. or boring or anything. Because um, it's still got, you know, those, like, pulsating like percussion type stuff throughout it but yeah there's just some weird like elements in the chorus and then there gets to this bridge part as well Mm. that is very strange yeah because that's when like the melody sort of stops and like the backing sort of takes full full effect and you know there's like a lot more going on and Mm. like this weird like vocal samples put in I can't understand what they're saying. I think one of the words is, like, feedback. I don't know. Yeah. But, yeah, it's, like, a lot more um, prominent, the, like, backing stuff and the production that goes into the song. And then, you know, it comes back with, like, the chorus a a little bit more, like, stripped down, Mm -hmm. sort of quiet, and, like, it finishes the song. But, yeah, it's a very interesting one to listen to. But I absolutely adore the acoustic version. It's amazing. Mm. So I would listen to both and see which one you prefer because they're so cool either one like very different but very still yeah very exactly. cool mm, i agree so that brings us to the end of caught my ear um this week we actually have a recommendation Yay. um from a listener so this one is coming from emily hanrahan um and it is called oh darling by the fergies so we had both never heard of the fergies mm. before we did a little research. Apparently, they are um, a five-piece sibling band. So cool. Um, so they're all brother and sister, and this song, Oh Darling, is so cool. So cool. It is like this upbeat, folky, like, nostalgic, like, celebration yeah. song. It's yeah. awesome. Like, there's... Like, the harmonies between them, I don't know if all five of them are singing, or there's, like, the, at least three of them mm-hmm. would have to be singing for these harmonies. But they're so, like, punchy. They, like, come in, in and out, like, out of nowhere. But mm. it doesn't, like, you know, it's not really, like, jagged or anything. It just, like, sort of surfaces and then, like, disappears. But you want it to, like, keep going. Yeah. And then it's, like, this really upbeat, like, you know, sort of, like, folky tune like in their spotify bio it said something about like toe tapping folk and that is literally exactly what it is exactly so cool yeah it's so interesting though because i when the song started to play i straight away i was like "Mm, don't know if i'm gonna like this because i don't usually listen to the kind of like folk um it's also a little bit like country country yeah like the folk country like i do like a lot of folk music but leaning towards the country i don't really go into but as soon as they started singing the positivity that was oozing from oh, this song yeah. it just you couldn't help but just you know bop along to it and just really like 
it's such a it's such an upbeat tune that you can just chant to like i can imagine them playing this at you know concerts and whatnot and people are just you know really getting into it yeah and also like on that point like the way that it's recorded you can hear them sort of like yelling to each other in the background which is so cool i love you know doing like little um like happy like you can just tell that they were absolutely smiling beaming when they were recording this thing and because it's so like yeah it is it's so chantable it's Mm. it's so like um, you can like yell along with it, but yeah. like also because they're kind of like the way that they've recorded it, like you said, they're kind of yelling it as well when they get to the chorus, yeah. Um, which is really cool, um, because it's not like you can that's when you know you can sort of tell they're all together, which I really liked, mm, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's such a such an interesting tune because I the first thought I'd had was this, this is so refreshing, like having something so positive, mm. so upbeat, there's no like. You know, there's nothing about it that's, ex- like, extraordinarily different to anything else in that sort of genre, Yeah, I say. yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, fa- the way that they were singing, like you said, the way that the little shouts they gave each other, like, how succinct and cohesive it was, it's, like, it's so refreshing. Yeah, it's see. such, like, a feel-good, like, yeah. clap-along, sing-along yes, tune. For sure. And it is so... So cool. So if you're in like a bad mood and you just need to be like lifted up, definitely listen to this one. Absolutely listen to this one. It's Oh Darling by the Fergies. Thanks so much to Emily for recommending that we listen to it. Um, so that brings us to the end of this episode. Um, thank you so much for listening, guys. Um, you can check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, Castbox, Google Podcasts, all the rest of it. And also now we are uploading our episodes on YouTube. So you can subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, We are slowly catching up all of the episodes. In the backlog. In the backlog. (laughs) So um, periodically we'll be uploading them all. So apologies for getting spammed in your subscription box. (laughs) But um, once we catch up, it'll just be one episode a week when we release them. So yeah, we're now on YouTube. You can find us there if you want to subscribe. Yay. Um, and let us know what you think about the songs that we talked about this week. We always say that we love hearing what you guys think. We, you know, it's a community and music is so universal and everyone has different tastes. So definitely please let us know what you think. And if you have a recommendation, you know, hit us up, give, give us a DM or, you know, if you just come and talk to us, we love reacting to the different songs like this one that we reacted to this week it's so different for the both of us yeah it's and so it's so nice to hear things that we'd never listened exactly. to usually and we loved it so much so yeah definitely hit us up and you can follow us on social media at caught my ear pod on facebook twitter and instagram and we'll see you on monday with a new episode thanks a lot guys see ya